The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another episode of mlb dfs quick hits your tuesday may 10th edition big big 12 game slate on tap for you on a tuesday hope everybody had a good monday the the west coast games are wrapping up there's tons of offense on the west coast tonight woodruff pooped the bed so rodon was the play on that one but uh, overall fun fun night as usual and then we hope to do it again on tuesday on a big big slate 12 games lots of ways to go some pretty good pitching lots of bats some fun ones some sneaky ones We'll get them all covered for you with a little housekeeping first. You can find me on Twitter at BDentric. You can follow the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Kits, and all your listening platforms. If you go to iTunes, though, and even Spotify now, give it a rate and review. I truly would appreciate it. And if you prefer to watch the show, go to the Fantasy DGEN's YouTube channel. Give it the old subscribe and the thumbs up. That would help out a ton. If you like season-long content that also helps your DFS, Bench with Bubba coming at you twice a week. Tuesday night, we have another episode of Bubba and the Bat Flip to get you going there. And also for you PGA DFS players, the always pressing PGA DFS podcast for the Byron Nelson recorded that today on Monday as I record Monday night for this show with Jesse previewing that episode for you there. All right, 12 games. Let's get cracking on the totals on this slate. Blue Jays, Yankees, seven and a half. Red Sox, Braves, seven and a half. Astros, Twins, six and a half. Royals, Rangers, eight. Guardians, White Sox, seven and a half. Rays, Angels, eight. Phillies, Mariners, seven. Marlins, D-backs, eight and a half. Rockies, Gigantes, seven. Again, not a lot of high totals. That's baseball these days, folks, which is pretty, pretty wild. Let's get to the pitching on this slate. You got JV, Justin Verlander, 10-4 is your high-priced arm if you want to go there against Minnesota. It's in play. I'm not going to go there, but it's he's, he's got the 30-plus point ceiling. We've also seen a lot of like 15-plus point games for him right now. So it's a, it's a very, very wide, uh, wide array of options for Verlander. Minnesota is striking out close to 24% of the time versus righties. I'm going to save a few shekels. I'd rather go to Kyle Wright at 10,000 coming off a rocky start. That hopefully gets him kind of under-owned going up against Boston. A team striking out about 22% of the time versus righties. I think Wright's a good pivot. Or you can go Giolito at 9,700 who's coming off a gym, an absolute 5 and 2 thirds 10K gym against the Chicago Cubs. And Giolito's been pretty darn good this season. And the strikeouts have been great. Seven or more Ks in three straight starts. 
going up against the Cleveland team. The only downside, they're not striking out a ton. 19% K rate versus right. He's hitting 277 with a 163 ISO. And those numbers are going to go up if you reload this page tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning, because Josh Naylor doubled dong, but they scored 12 runs. Lots going on there. The Cleveland team might not win baseball games, but they're putting up runs, which is fun. I still think Geo is in play at 97. And the last guy I'll mention at above 9K is Jesus Lazardo at 9,100 bucks against the D-backs, a team we love to target. Lazardo, uh, six innings and back-to-back starts. He's allowed two runs or less than four or five starts this year, and all four of those starts, he's got at least five innings. And he has at least five Ks in all those starts. He's got you 20 or more DK points, essentially, in four starts. So the ceiling, you know, he put 31 up his first start since then. He's got as high as 26. He's got a really good ceiling, but I think more importantly, a very good floor with as weird as pitching can be. That's big. And he faces Arizona, 22% K rate versus lefties, hitting a buck 85 versus lefties. So I think Jesus Lazardo at 91 is someone we should really look to target on this one if you don't want to take the the really expensive guys. Like JV's fine, a lot of versatility. I'd rather go Kyle Wright for the bounce back against Boston. Geo's my dude, but just be very careful with the way Cleveland's swinging the sticks right now. It's a it's a tough go out there in these streets, but I think Geo's still not too shabby. But Luzardo might be the dude at 91. That's the guy to keep an eye on. If you want to save a few bucks, though, Aaron Knoll is 8900 bucks. You guys, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know how I felt last week at 8000 He put up 25.4. He's got three straight starts of over 21 points, six or more innings in each start, seven or more Ks in each start, doing what Aaron Nola does. He has his... Once in a while, he'll have a scuffle, give up a couple runs. You're like, what the heck? But he still goes six plus. He still gets the strikeouts. And now he gets to face a Seattle Mariners team that's striking out 21% of the time versus right. He's hitting 239 with the 151 ISO. So Aaron Nolan, 89, still too cheap for me in this matchup. I have no problem going Nolan Lazardo, having some fun there. But I think both those guys are pretty solid if you don't want to all the way up at the position. Carlos Brasco is going to be interesting in this one. $8,700 coming off a of beauty, eight shutout innings with five Ks against Atlanta. He's put up 20 or more points, 24 or more points in three or four starts, essentially 20 or more in four or five. He's gone at least five innings in four or five, two runs or less in four or five, five Ks or more in four or five. So he's been very effective overall. First start of the year against Washington was pretty filthy as well. And it's a Nats team you know you can take advantage of. Like they got the Coors series that helped them out a lot, but they're still striking out almost 22% of the time versus righties, hitting 260 with a 124 average, slightly inflated, inflated thanks to Coors Field. So Cookie at 87 will be interesting. I'd still rather go Aaron Nola. I think he's got the ceiling on Cookie, but Cookie's got the better matchup against Washington in that one. Other than that, though, you got Garrett Whitlock, who's all or nothing because you don't know how many how deep he's going to go into the game, so he's got to strike out the world. And he's going up against Atlanta, who um, strikes out 25% of the time versus righty. So there's kind of an edge there. In tournaments only, I would not play him in cash because he's put a couple 20-plus point games and a couple absolute duds. So be careful there with Whitlock. But in tournaments, I, I do like the uh, the upside with Whitlock in that matchup. Uh, Brad Keller is intriguing. 18 or more DK points in four of five starts. He's 7300 bucks going up against the Texas Rangers, a team you can definitely exploit, striking out almost 23% of the time versus righty. He's hitting 208 with a .097 ISO against right-handed pitching. So Brad Keller at 73 is a nice value play on this slate. And then other than that, the only punt I would make is Mad Bum, a guy we were looking to target against Miami last time. Well, he made a one inning before he got uh, umpire and got took, took offense to that and got tossed. But he brings a really good floor, like a 15-plus point floor to battle here as long as he doesn't get tossed again. And it's going against Miami team striking out nearly 30% of the time versus left-handed pitching hitting 212 with a 135 ISO. So if Mad Bum does not get tossed, 
he's a very strong play at 6,400 bucks. I got to clarify that for everybody that might complain about it later. So Mad Bum is on the board yet again. Recapping your pitching, I think Kyle Wright's a very intriguing bounce back play here. I like Giolito. Just be careful. Cleveland is sneaky. So Lazardo, Aaron Nola, well, probably my top two plays up here just by matchup and overall ability. But Gio and Kyle Wright have the ceiling over those two. But Lazardo and Nola is very much like towards the top of my list. You got Carrasco, who I like. Whitlock in tournaments for boomer bust, but Brad Keller for value at 73 and Mad Bum for value at 64. If you need to save a few cash on the mound to go and get some bats. Let's talk about those bats catchers position for you here. Love Philadelphia. They put up nine. They, well, as of the recording, they had a nine spot on Seattle. I want to go back to them because Robbie Ray has been not good folks. Giving up the long ball, walking dudes, uh, JTR at 54, very much intriguing on this one. Same with Salvia Perez at 52, though, against Martin Perez. That's another good spot there for Kansas City. As Kansas City's bats have been dreadful. Saw a stat on Monday. They had not homered in four straight games now, which is pretty crazy in this era of baseball. So JTR, if you're paying up at 54, look at that one. And then savings-wise or below 5K-wise, I should say, it's a little murkier, but Gary Sanchez versus Verlander in a tournament. I, I don't mind Gary in pretty much any tournament the way he's swinging right now. It literally is all or nothing, so that's quite intriguing. Um, Jorge Alfaro at 3800 bucks versus Wade Miley. Wade Miley making his first start of the season. Love me some Mike Zunino at 37 in tournaments against Reed Detmers. We know how Zunino loves facing some left-handed pitching and loves spanking some left-handed pitching. So Mike Zunino at 37 is someone to, uh, to target as well. And then when you get to 3K and below, uh, check your lineups. Maybe William Contreras gets to start for Atlanta. He's 3K. It's against Whitlock, but again, I don't know how long Whitlock's going to be in the game. You just never know with his. They came, they stay pretty solid. You're hoping for five. That's what you're hoping for, but it could be less, so uh, keep an eye on that as well. First base position, Shohei doubled on with a grand slam on Monday, so if you want to go with him versus Kluber, I got no problem with that at all, but uh, you can save a few bucks here as well. If you think Carrasco finally has a setback, Josh Bell at 53 is very interesting, to say the least. The White Sox are a stack I love because Quantrill, as much as I like Quantrill, lots of pitch to contact, lots of it. So Abreu at 52, not too shabby in his matchup. Um, like some Jared Walsh at 47. He had a, a big one on uh, on Monday. Pete Alonzo, big meat Pete the Polar Bears, 4800 bucks for his lefty Patrick Corbin. You guys know what to do in that one. That's a, that's a, that's a fun one right there, folks. Uh, going out of the low 4Ks and below now, you got the likes of Nate Lowe versus Brad Keller. If you're fading Keller, sure, but I'd rather pay 4000 as well and play Reese's Pieces. Reese Hoskins, he went to Ding Dong City on Monday, plus had a couple more RBIs as the game went on. So Reese at 4K versus Robbie Ray is a, is a nice little value, I feel, on this slate. Josh Naylor's 3400 bucks off his double dong night. If you think he can do that versus Geo, Geo has his hiccups from time to time. Not looking to target it, but you could go there. Garrett Cooper went deep on Monday. If you think Mad Bum's going to stink, Coop's 2600 Nice little value. Um, and then Ryan Mountcastle against um, Rondon of St. Louis. They're spot starting, so the things are in a bullpen game, I believe, for St. Louis. Mountcastle's only 2400 bucks. So Baltimore is mispriced on this slate, so keep him in mind at first base. Kirilov's back against Verlander. Not looking to play Verlander, but he's 2300 So you got a couple of like, real cheap, cheap plays at the positions uh second base for you here i got no problem playing some jazzy jazz but give me some jorge altuve against ryan in tournaments i like ryan a lot but in tournaments altuve really hot bat last week talked about him in a recent fantasy pros article ozzy albies at 48 it's not too shabby as well 
Um, but you can get some savings out here. Whit Merrifield's going to wake up eventually. I'm a believer in that. He's 4,500 versus Martin Perez. If you're not a believer, don't play him yet, but it's coming. It is coming. Don't mind Glaber Torres at 4K versus Kikuchi. Kikuchi shut down the Yanks last week, which was shocking. But Glaber's swinging it well. Kikuchi ain't going to do it twice in a row to this offense. So getting a discount of Glaber Torres at 4K against Kikuchi, I like that one quite a bit in that matchup. And then other than that, like Marcus Simeon's been playing so bad. He's down to 3,700. Andres, Andres Jimenez at 32. He went deep on Monday. He's an interesting play if you're fading Gio Lito. Uh, if Mauricio Dubon's back in the lineup, he's 2,500. He went deep again on Monday. He's swinging it really well since getting called up. He's second base outfit eligible for the Gigantes at 2,500. If he's in the lineup, though, make sure he's there because it will be a righty, not a lefty starting, so that could change things a bit. Third base position for you in this one. J-Ram is 58 versus Geo, but Machado's 57 versus Miley. I like that a lot. Um, and then you go down a little farther, though, and you get the likes of um, Josh Donaldson versus Kikuchi in tournaments. Sure, Moncada's back at 43 against Quantrill. Not too shabby. Um, if you're stacking the Giants versus Sensatella, Wilmer Flores is 4,100. Not a must play, but a very interesting play. Um, other than that, though, Josh Rojas is back. Not looking to target Lazardo a ton, though. Bobby Wood Jr. is only 3,400. That's a really good price tag versus Martin Perez. So Bobby Wood at 34 is a good, good savings on this slate. But other than that, there's really not a ton that stands out. Brad Miller should be leading off for Texas. He's third base outfield at 2,700 versus Keller. So if you're looking for a punt play, Brad Miller could be your dude at 2,700. Shortstop position, you got Timmy Anderson at 56. He's always in play for me. Um, you got Lindor switch hit versus Patrick Corbin at 51. That is quite intriguing as well. But going down to the low 4Ks and below, it's a bleak, bleak day as usual. Shortstop's been weird this year. It's super top-heavy, and then it just gets booty. But Dansby Swanson at 33 is not a bad value versus Whitlock uh, if you want to go that direction. But as a whole... Miguel Rojas is 24 versus Bumgarner. Jorge Mateo is 22 if you need to go down there, but uh, I'm pretty much paying up at the shortstop position if I if I have to. Outfield to wrap around up here. Buxton's day-to-day. We'll see if he's in the lineup. I mentioned Shohei earlier. Trout went deep as well. He's 6K on Tuesday. Um, some cheaper targets for like Harper versus Robbie Ray at 58. It's interesting. Let people see the lefty-lefty. I think that's a fun, fun one to exploit. Juan Soto at 54. Isn't too shabby either, but Giancarlo at 5,200 versus Kikuchi and uh, Lou Bob at 51 or two of the pricier ones that I like those matchups quite a bit. Going below 5K now, um, you got like Cedric Mullins at 47. He's been crushing it. Nick Castellanos loves himself a lefty. He's 46 versus um, Corbin. I mentioned on yesterday's show how cheap Casty was at 43 that you should just play Casty. Well, he didn't go deep, but he definitely paid off his price tag. Let's put it that way. So he's 4,600 tonight and another really good spot there for Castellanos. Uh, Brandon Marsh at 45 versus Kluber. If you're stacking up uh, Anaheim, it's an intriguing tournament play. Teoscar Hernandez is back for Toronto. He's 4,300. Uh, Kyle Tucker is only 43 in a, in a tournament versus Joe. I like Joe Ryan, but if he's off at all, he starts to pitch to a lot of contact, and Tucker and company could tee off on him. So keep him on the radar. Mike Yastrzemski he's only 41, swinging it pretty well since coming off the I.L., if you're stacking St. Louis versus Bradish, Tyler O'Neill at 41 is a good tournament value for him. Rosarena went deep, finally got that barrel on Monday night. He's 39 versus Detmers. He's another guy to keep an eye on. Uh, going down even cheaper now, my boy Yadiel's 37 against Carrasco. Um, Ian Happ's down here at 36 versus Clev Dog. That's intriguing. 
uh, if you're going for the boomer bust, obviously, because otherwise it's been kind of not great. But Josh Naylor at 34, I like. Uh, Fran Mills kind of heating up. He's only 33 again. You pay for those prices because if he goes over, it still sucks, but he's not costing you 53. He's costing you 33, and that changes things a lot because he's got a ceiling of a $5,300 guy. So you got to keep that in mind when you're playing Fran Mill in tournaments. That's why he's a tournament play. He has 5K-plus upside. He's also hitting like crap right now. But last week he hit over 600. So only one home run, but he's starting to get things going. So 3300 bucks is a discount because eventually that double dong day is coming. So just be ready for it. A few more down here in the low threes into the 2K. Trey Boo Boo's 3,200 versus uh, the bullpen game for St. Louis. Lourdes Gurriel's down to 32. He had a bad week last week, but uh, we know what he can do. I still have faith in the boy. Avalon Garcia's been struggling, but he gets the lefty mad bum at 31, something we used to love to target. Austin Hayes at 29 if you're stacking up the Baltimore Orioles for discounts only. Um, other than that, Mark Connett at 27 versus Corbin could be a nice value. I mentioned Brad Keller early, or Brad Miller earlier at 2700 versus Brad Keller. That's one as well. And then Mauricio Dobon's down here at 25. Talked about him a little bit ago. But other than that, nothing too, too crazy at the position. You'll get a bunch. Like Alex Kirilov's back. He's 2300 Like I respect the snot out of Verlander. Michael A. Taylor at 22 is a good value versus Martin Perez. It's a really good value versus Martin Perez. Alec Thomas is called up for Arizona. He's 2100 if you're feeling frisky. So you got some options there, but we'll wait and see what comes out in the lineups. That'll really, really dictate how we, uh, we go about the builds on that one. Recapping your pitching. I got no problem with Verlander, but I prefer Kyle Wright for cheaper and a bounce back spot. Like G. Lito quite a bit, but just remember, Cleveland ain't striking out. They're hitting the baseball right now. But I, I still think that makes Gio an interesting play. I prefer Luzardo and Nola at 9,100 and 8,900. I kind of want to pair those two up, save a few dollars on the top price pitchers, and still get two elite arms and some great matchups. If you want some cheaper ones, Carrasco at 87 is on the radar. Uh, Whitlock and tournaments at 77. But value, Brad Keller at 73 and Mad Bum at 64. Just don't get tossed Mad Bum, and we'll be just fine. Stacking it up, the Mets versus Patrick Corbin is always a great place to start your day. Yankees versus Kikuchi. I don't see Kikuchi doing this two starts in a row, especially in the Bronx, in that Little League ballpark. So keep that in mind. But I prefer the Mets over the two against Corbin. Some other options for you when you move on down the road. I think Baltimore for value is not bad. Same with Kansas City versus Martin Perez. There's two offenses that are super inconsistent. Like I prefer Baltimore's offense as a whole over Kansas City's right now. Would not have said that going into the season, so keep that in mind. The Cleveland and Chicago game is enticing. Quantrill pits to a lot of contacts. You can go to the White Sox bats if you want. If you want to be contrarian and go against Geo and ride the hot Cleveland bats, I get it. Uh, a few other guys to target on this 12-game slate for you. Um, Miami versus Mad Bum potentially could be good. Love Philadelphia versus Robbie Ray, so keep him in mind. Really love Philadelphia, so my top stack is probably Philly, the Mets, and the Yankees with my top three stacks right now with value in Baltimore and Kansas City and a few other spots to target as well. But that'll do it, folks. 12 games on your Tuesday. If you have any questions, I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick or join us in the free Fantasy DGENs Discord to get your questions answered there by myself or many other really awesome guys working together to build some winning DFS lineups. Get the podcast a rate review on iTunes, MLB DFS Quick Hits, or go check it out on the Fantasy DGENs YouTube channel. Give it the old subscribe and the thumbs up. I would truly appreciate it. For your PGA DFS players, the always pressing PGA DFS podcast previewing the Byron Nelson Classic is out for you. Dropped on Monday as well. And then your season-long players, Bench with Bubba, coming at you twice a week to get your fancy baseball needs covered. Between here and there, we got everything you need. But that'll do it, folks. This will be your Tuesday, May 10th edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits in the books. <laughs>